the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Friend, yeah, there's a lot of things bad, but let's talk about Jesus. He can help us weather the storm. So love God, love God's Word, and practice peace. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. The gift of peace. Peace is a gift. Can't be earned. It's a gift. And this is the time of gift giving, gift receiving. And we're going to talk about this most precious gift. And if we don't have that gift of peace, and I know, listen to me, friends, I know there's a lot of agitated people. Agitation. Things can agitate us very, very easily. But Jesus gives peace. So I'm going to talk about peace in general. And then I'm going to talk about how to get it. And then lastly, how to keep it. It's one thing to get it. But it's another thing to get agitated and lose it. But there's a way to get it. There's a way to keep it. And I hope that this message will be very practical and minister to your life. Because if a message isn't practical, then it isn't much use to me. I don't get a whole lot out of it. I want to, I want to know how to get out there and live. And that's being very practical. A gift. What is a gift? A gift is something that is voluntarily transferred from one person to another without compensation. You give a gift. Not someone doesn't come back and then pay you for that gift. It's a gift. You receive it. And that's all. That, and you enjoy it. So that's what Jesus does. He's the gift of peace. He's the prince of peace. He's the king of peace. There is no peace without him. There is peace with him. And he gives peace. He says, my peace I give unto you. Now notice that. I give it to you. You don't earn it. I give it to you. It's a gift. It's the joy of my heart. This is what he's saying. To give you peace. I want you to have peace. And I'm going to take a piece of peace out of my own heart, my own life, and I'm going to just give it to you. I'm going to bless you with peace. Hey, it's going to happen today to somebody here. We're going to get peace that the Lord Jesus is giving. Peace, in the original Irene, which simply means total well-being. Not just a little piece of peace that helps me with this part of my life, but I mean total My total well-being. I mean, the peace that gives, that Jesus gives, is different than we get in the world. This covers it all, the peace that Jesus gives. Total well-being. Finally, we'll say, oh, I'm glad I've got peace in my finances at last. Or got peace in in my career at last. You've got a piece of peace here and a piece of peace there. No, the peace that he gives is a total covering. A total well-being. 
Now, at Christmas, we hear a lot about peace. We read it on Christmas cards and sermons and anthems and hymns and peace more than any other time of the year. Other time of the year, all of a sudden, when Christmas is over, we're going to hear less and less about peace. There will be uh, cards and, and emails, and the, the, the word peace seems to just sort of fade away. But at Christmas, now why is that? Well, the announcement of the birth of Jesus had the word peace in it. That's why we hear so much about it. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. That's why we hear so much about it. The Jewish people have a beautiful word uh, it's, uh, for peace. It's the word shalom. And they greet each other. When they go up to each other, <coughs> shalom. When they get ready to say goodbye, shalom. Wouldn't it be wonderful if every Christian would go up to another Christian and say, peace, peace. Not, let, let, let's, let's work on this problem. Oh, come on. There's always going to be problems. There were problems before you were born. There were going to be problems after I'm gone. There's always going to be problems. But, oh, God comes to remind us once again at Christmas that there's peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I think of all the inventions of science and all of the, the new discoveries of medicine. I mean, it's changing all the time, the field of medicine, the field of discovery, the field of communication. It's continually changing in order to make life easier. But the ironic thing is, the less easier life becomes, uh, the more difficult it becomes. I mean, people are having problems today and sicknesses and diseases that were never known before. And the, the, the problems are, are just mounting and mounting, and science is working feverishly. And now I'm thankful for every gift that science gives to us. I'll take it. I'll enjoy it. I'll take it and be thankful for it. But where is that peace that the world promises? We're, we're, doing it. we're looking for peace, happiness, and getting everything fixed this way, from man to man, woman to woman, woman to man, down here. Hey, it's a gift that comes down from above. The Father of lights, in whom there is no shadow of turning, no variableness. God is alive and well, and he is doing beautiful things, and he is giving peace. Now, a few weeks ago, Minister Hill preached a, a, a very able sermon on anxiety. And I want to go back to it again, because something, something has happened between that sermon and today, and now I'm going to say something about anxiety, and between today and a few weeks from now, somebody else is going to have to come back and preach another sermon on it. Because we, anxiety seems to be the pervasive things. I mean, people are worrying themselves crazy. I mean, there's just so much worry, concern, and fear. When I speak of anxiety, that's what I'm talking about. Worry, concern, and fear. We just keep worrying, worrying, worrying ourselves sick and sleepless at nights. Now, one of the manifestations of anxiety, there's, there's many manifestations of it, but I'm only going to speak about one of them, and that's sleeplessness. We're just having a hard time getting a good night's rest. We go to bed tired, and then all of a sudden we're awake. <laughs> we're lying there with our eyes wide open, can't go to sleep. Well, what's going on? Uh, now, here is all these in, in inventions and discoveries of science. There, there's, there's tranquilizers. There's sleeping pills. There's decaffeinated drinks. There's beds that vibrate. 
I mean, we've got it all, but we still can't sleep. Or we, why? We can't get rid of anxiety. There's only really one way to get rid of it, and that's through Jesus. Now, the world is providing an artificial peace, drugs, illicit sex, pleasure, but that's short-lived. That, that's, that's something that is, that's, 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 that's this way. It's horizontal. That is just so short-lived. Everything the world provides is short-lived. Everything. Even you are short-lived if you live to be 100. Everything is temporary here on this earth. But God comes through Jesus Christ, reminding us again at this Christmas season that there is peace that he gives, the peace of God. Now, peace was given in paradise. A long time ago when this world was created, some say, theologians say, well, this world is about 6,000 years old. I've, I'm convinced in my own heart it's more than likely more than my, like millions of years old. But I'm not going to argue over that. That's beside the point right now. But there was a wonderful place called paradise. It was a place, but it was also an experience that lived in the heart. It was beautiful peace on this earth at that time. But that peace was lost. That's what I'm going to talk about in just a moment. We can get it, and then we can lose it. And we need to be very circumspect and, and, and diligent to hold on. And it's not difficult to hold on to this wonderful peace that God gives. But paradise was lost. But listen, this, this is what I want to say. Everybody got your attention? Before the place, the piece of geography called paradise was lost, the spirit of paradise was lost. You lose the spirit, you lose the place. They lost that beautiful first couple, lost first the peace of paradise. And you know how they lost it? You know how they lost it? They went against God's word. They went against God's word. And when you go against God's word, you're going to lose the blessing that he has. They lost paradise because they lost the, the, the peace and they lost the peace because they went against God's word. Actually, let's, let's put it this way. Listen, what you love, you're going to pay a lot of attention to. You're going to give a lot of time and attention to it. And if you don't really love something, you're, you're going to be rather slack and avoid it at times. They, they did not love God's word. They didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. Actually, they denied God's word and did exactly what God told them not to do. That's why when I read the Bible... And I hear what's going on in government, Supreme Court, uh, whatever is going on. Uh, If I go against the word of God, I'm going to lose something that is of eternal value. I cannot go against the word of God and still keep the blessing of God. It just doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. God gives peace to those who love his word. This couple went against God's word, they lost peace, and there came another emotion that replaced the peace. That other emotion was guilt and shame. Adam and Eve never knew those two emotions. They never knew it. All they knew was paradise. All they knew was joy and happiness and contentment. It was total well-being for Adam and Eve. But now, this new emotion that they felt within, stirring, they had no idea, where did that come from? What is that? And so they ran and hid themselves and tried to camouflage themselves with fig leaves. 
They lost their peace, and now they lost their home. Friend, go against God's word, and you're going to be a loser. But follow the word of God, you're going to be a winner every time. They lost peace. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. This is what you will discover at the Largo Community Church, located in South Bowie, right off of Central Avenue. But just don't take my word for it. Listen to what others are saying about the church. Hi, my name is Phil Mazza, and this is my wife, PJ. We want to welcome you to the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We've been members of the Largo Community Church for over 43 years. We raised our children in the Christian faith, and have been involved in a number of ministries. I have the privilege to serve as the minister of the pastoral care team and small groups. We currently have over 40 small groups that meet at various times and locations in order to grow in their relationship with God and each other. We invite you to worship with us, and we look forward to meeting you soon. God bless. The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Mitchellville, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. I want peace between my wife and myself, and thank God we have it. Between my son, daughter, myself, and friend, we want peace. We have peace here at the church. We need to thank God for the peace and the unity that we have. Yeah. Quit looking at what's wrong and say, oh, there's a lot of things that are right because Jesus is here. Because we have enthroned Jesus. We've put him upon the throne of our heart. And it's an individual thing and it must start with the individual. We can't fix the church. The only person I can deal with is me. (laughs) It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. Because I've got an eye for problems. I've got an eye for the wrong things. I can see the wrong. I look for the wrong. I talk about the wrong. And it's sapping the life out of me. And I can't sleep at night. Something's wrong somewhere. And it all started by going against the word of God. I thank the word of God. I put it over my heart. You put it over your heart. We pray for it. We have the word of God here. And we're so thankful for the word of God. Okay, now how is peace obtained? I've already referred to it. In the book of Job, we read these words. Acquaint acquaint thyself with him and be at peace. Get acquainted with God. You know, God, God has his hand out. He's ready to shake your hand. He's ready to get acquainted with you. (laughs) Acquaint now yourself with him. God is standing there with his hand out. Come on, shake my hand. Let's be reconciled. Let's love each other. God, Jesus is standing at the door of our heart knocking, asking to come in. Acquaint now thyself and be at peace. The apostle Paul said, for Christ is our peace. Isaiah said, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Over and over and over. How many times do we have to read it and hear it? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. 
Now, I already mentioned and alluded to the artificial peace that the world gives, and I'm not going to go there today. But when we, we look at the places where we try to find peace, you know, I'm going to relax. I'm going on a vacation. I'm going to take some drugs. I'm going to do some alcohol. I'm going to do something that I shouldn't do and, and try to get some diversion in my life. Friend, diversion doesn't do it. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Now, how is peace obtained? By loving God's word. If we love the word of God, we'll hear it. We'll love it. We'll enjoy it. We won't be afraid of it. We'll go to it. We'll let it come to us. The word of God, by loving God's word. The psalmist said, great peace have they who love thy law. Now notice, great peace. Not a little thimble full of peace, but great peace, wonderful peace, entire, a total well-being. Dr. Blankton, a New York psychiatrist, he was the director of the American Association uh, the American Foundation of Religion and Psychology. Somebody asked Dr. Blankton one time, Sir, do you read the Bible? And this great psychiatrist said, I not only read it, I study it. He said, if, if people could absorb this message of the Bible, he said, a lot of us psychologists could close our doors and go fishing. But we don't take it in. We hear. We have ears to hear. But we hear not. We hear it. Hey, how many years have you been in this church? How many years have you been hearing it? But it hasn't gotten in yet. It just, boom, it goes. Bounces off. Bounce. It's not getting in. Some of you have it. I know you do. But some listen. But it never gets in. Uh, Dr. Blankton said, he said that uh, the word of God the Bible is 3,000 years of distilled wisdom. He said anybody would be a fool not to turn to this great book of behavioral science, 3,000 years of distilled wisdom. Oh, we're trying to get it through science, mathematics, somewhere else. But here is the distilled wisdom of 3,000 years, the great doctor said. He said, who would not go to this book? And he called it the book of behavioral science. Oh, we, we'd rather go to Aaron Beck or somebody else, uh, some other psychologist or psychiatrist. But here is Jesus who is saying, you don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. I'm here today just to give it to you. Just to give it to you. It's yours for the receiving. So loving God's word is number one. That's how to get it. And number two, I'm going to close. Number two is practicing peace. How do you practice peace? Well, let me go to another godly psychologist. This is a psychologist this time. William James, the father of American psychology. This is what he said. He said, you sow an action, you're going to get a habit. You sow a habit, you're, you're, you're going to get a character. You sow a character, you're going to get a destiny. Friend, you're the captain of your own ship. You're going to make your life sweet or you're going to make your life miserable. There's a lot of agitation in the world today to keep you upset. But if you sow an action, 
Now keep sowing in action. Keep saying that negative thought. Keep looking at that negative thing and you become a miserable negative person and nothing and nobody is right anywhere. What a way to live a life. You sow those actions, you're going to develop an ungodly character or, or, or a bad disposition. The good psychologist said that, but Jesus said so long before the good psychologist. There was a ship out on the, out on the ocean that, uh, with a lot of passengers on board, and a terrible storm came up, and that boat rocked and shook and thumped. And all the passengers got together in the great big ballroom and they called for the captain. I mean, everybody was frightened and everybody was scared for their life. And the captain came and talked to all of the passengers. And do you know what the, pa- pa- the, the captain talked to them about? He didn't talk to them about the storm. He didn't say how and describe how it came up, how they weren't prepared for it, how they could have been prepared for it. Oh, you could have, you should have, you would have. Let me say it again. You could have, you should have, you would (laughs) have. No, you know what he talked about? He talked about the ship. He said, ladies and gentlemen, this ship has gone through bad storms in the past. This is a great ship. He put the focus not on the wrong, not on the storm, but on their safety, on what was right. He said, this ship is made out of great material. And he started talking about the... the, uh, the, the, the steel beams, the steel uh, girders. He started, even, he even came all the way down to talk about the rivets. Yeah, there's storms out there. There's things out there that are wrong, even here. But here is here. And he talked about the ship. Friend, yeah, there's a lot of things bad, but let's talk about Jesus. He can help us weather the storm. So love God. Love God's word and practice peace. What am I talking? How do you practice peace? By talking about the Prince of Peace. By focusing on the good things that the Prince of Peace has done. Let's keep lifting up Jesus. And you know, he'll lift you up. He'll lift me up. Let's talk about Jesus. The King of Kings is he. The Lord of Lords supreme throughout eternity. It's Jesus. Oh, there's going to be nations against nation. There's going to be race against race. There's going to be spouse against spouse. There's going to be sibling rivalry. And there's going to be hypocrites in the church. (laughs) That's the way it always has been. Jesus had 12 disciples, and one of them was a devil, Judas. Now, those disciples could have gone around always talking about Judas who was the treasure of the church, and pointing their finger, we've got a bad one on board. No, they talked about Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus, and let's have peace, total well-being in our lives, throughout our lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. Together, let's read the conclusion. Peace is experienced... When Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is living in one's heart, maintain peace by ongoing relationship with him through his word and practicing peace. Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayer. 
We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with some concluding thoughts. I enjoy bringing the healing word of God to you Monday through Friday. I thank God for the privilege and I thank you for listening. But friend, I need your help. I need your prayers and financial support. I can't say it strongly enough or plainly enough. Will you help me please? I want to keep this ministry moving forward, but I need your help in order to do so. If the healing word is bringing healing to you emotionally, spiritually, and physically, write and tell me about it. I will be so encouraged. Your testimony, your prayers, and your financial gifts is all I need to keep me going. I will truly thank you. To make a prayer request or to donate to The Healing Word, go to the church website, largocc.org. That's L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org. Blessings on you. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. We invite you to email Pastor Morris directly at largocc1 at aol.com and share your blessing or send a prayer request and Pastor Morris will pray for you. Be sure to tune in Monday at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until then, blessings on you. Thank you.